All right, today is No Putts Given episode five, Tony. That's right, the fifth one today. And uh, what we're talking about today is US Open, what's in the bag, Gary Woodland, some other stuff about Gary Woodland's bag. We're gonna talk a little bit about the coverage that Fox had. We're gonna also talk announcers and everybody complaining about Joe Buck. We're gonna talk a little bit about sponsorships on My Golf Spy and some tweets we've got in. Music on the golf course. And Sam swipes right. All right, Gary Woodland wins the U.S. Open, and Wilson is back in the winner's circle. Kind of. Mostly. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you got to say about that, Tony? There's 62nd major, the most by any manufacturer. And uh, is, it, is it earned, do you think? Well, I mean, like first, 62 is a longevity stat, right? I mean, how many of the golf companies have been around long enough to win 62 golf, uh, 62 majors? So that's that's Wilson being around for the long haul, which is, is certainly impressive. But it's not like, you know, all the others were in the space for that amount of time. As far as the uh, Gary Woodland, Wilson Staffer counts, Wilson bag, Wilson on the flat brim. We know that uh, bag makeup, Wilson gloves, Wilson irons, ping metal woods and wedges, a mix of Vokey and TaylorMade and a Scotty Cameron putter. So kind of a, a good mix there, kind of Kepka-esque bag. Uh, but again, still counts for Wilson. Yeah, and it's a big day for Wilson, you know, for sure. Uh, we know some of the people there, and you could tell they were super excited. They've been grinding, working hard to get their brand back to something that's taken serious by golfers. I mean, people forget that, you know, people that are probably 35 and under forget Wilson was the Callaway and TaylorMade for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, they dominated, <clears throat> right? So they're trying to get back there, and it's been a long, slow climb for them. But they've got some pieces in place now that are putting them there. And, you know, Gary Woodland went in a major with that flat brim. Uh, which I think is actually going to be probably the most sold thing that Wilson sells. You don't think more Wilson blades? <laughs> I hope not. We've got more on that coming up, but um, they are a pretty ass blade. I mean, it's probably the, one of the, the best looking blades. The money. They, I, I would never play a blade, but what I would do if I had a man cave, I'd put a bag and I'll just buy a set just to look good in the corner. <laughs> Hollywood. You don't, yeah. don't want to play blades because they'll make you a better ball striker? You heard that one? <laughs> yes, I get you can work the ball and make you a better ball striker, but no. I do not want to play blades yeah, anymore. And Practice hitting bit. bad shots will help you hit better shots. <laughs> <laughs> the logic is real. I mean, come on, guys. So, yeah, so what's in the bag for Gary Woodland? Uh, he had a Ping G410 Plus driver. Ping Under G4, a Wilson head cover. Under a Wilson Cortex head cover, which is really interesting. Most golfers don't realize that, right? That's a little trick that the manufacturers play you know, to make it seem like they're playing something that they're not. Uh, he had a Wilson Cortex driver and three wood is the D seven D seven head cover. Yeah. Both with uh ping hiding underneath. So interesting little tidbit there, but he was playing some ping drivers, ping fairy wood, Wilson irons, Titleist, uh, SM seven wedges, 64 degree tailor made Scotty Cameron prototype. Yep. High toe. Uh, Scotty Cameron prototype pro V one ball golf pride grips. The interest, the most interesting thing I think, is while he's sponsored by Wilson, it actually is a very brand agnostic type bag, kind of like Kepka's, right? He's played, he's got four different brands, five if you count the grip, I guess, uh, in his bag, which we love to see. It's just play what wins for you, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Doesn't matter Shit. what the name is. And we tell people all the time, it's almost impossible to get your best club 
to all of them have the same brand name on them from Correct, driver down yeah. to putter. The odds are not very good in that. Slim to none. Yeah. So, uh, you know, be your own brand, like we always say. And besides that, like, what did you guys think of the coverage? Fox, there was a lot of talk around the, the coverage and the new technology that they were going to bring out. Um, and we talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, I was going to say, we talked about it last week. And I actually had really high hopes for it. I hadn't done a lot of research until you had told me about it. And then looked at it and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be really sweet. And then I'm watching it. I was like, this yeah, is it's standard. Like normal coverage. It's standard. I, we, I mean, I, yes, I was seeing was, I was seeing Top Tracer and uh, no Lexus Tracer, sponsored by Lexus, um, coming out of the rough. And I was like, I didn't find it overwhelming or anything different than the, say the, the masters the one really cool thing that i noticed was like sometimes they would have a camera in the fairway and then you could see like the t and you would see the trajectory of the ball coming in that was cool that was a cool and one instead of behind the golfer just going off into the distance it was like the landing area of the ball which i thought was pretty cool but it still it's a projected image it's not like it's it was basic yeah i mean i thought it was i thought it was done well i what they were promising and what about. we saw. Was, I mean, that's, that's yeah, what I would say. Nothing to complain like, about, but last, but last week we were talking about it transforming the coverage of media potentially yeah. for golf. It didn't do that, correct? No, but I mean, it was it was good, arguably better than most. I mean, you know, you, you had the, the vignettes and whatnot that you have to have on, on Thursday through through Saturday and, you know, promos on Pebble Beach and, and different aspects of the facility. But Sunday they just showed the damn golf and that was that was really good you yeah, know that like that's that. all you can ask for is 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 don't fuck up the golf and i did see a number of golf. tweets though of a couple guys like wow i didn't know we were watching i didn't know the us open consisted of who was spieth kepka and gary mm-hmm. woodland not spieth though justin rose kepka was and... this on social media that you found this yes Okay, well, there you go. There's it's your just answer. the perception of 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 a few shit show social media it. will ruin well, it, everything. I mean, good. at That's some true. point, you know, as as you progress throughout the day on on Sunday, it becomes apparent who has a chance to win and who doesn't. And like. That's yeah. what we want to see. We want to see their. At least I want to see the guys who are going to win. And you know, if you you cut to some random dude on the 14th hole in a bunker, that it's going to go in. But I mean, other than that, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like Adam Scott. Adam Scott was was uh, going off. I mean, he was like six under through eight or nine or whatever it was. Um, and they were starting to show him because he had a chance to come up the leaderboard and and challenge. And then he shit the bed. Well, I didn't hear nearly as many complaints about the golf coverage the actual golf being played this week as I usually do, which is a good thing. I did hear a lot of complaining once again about the commentators. And I mm-hmm. just, at this point, don't understand what is going on with golfers. Like the amount of complaints about Joe Buck was, at, I mean, he was trending yeah, at I mean, one moment. There were, there were people coming through the facility for I, testing, knowing that Fox was going to do the coverage. And they're like, Oh, Fox is doing it. I hate the announcers. And I we know, were but ju- we just talked about talking about that today. But here's the thing. Are golfers just doing this to complain because who would they prefer to have? Like Snoop Dogg, like being the announcer. I mean, there's a it there's a skill good. level involved in being on the radio or TV for three, four, five, six hours. There's not fifty of these guys and women just floating around that can cover golf. Yeah, and, and that's. Then, I mean, you go back to. I mean, the first the first Fox Open, right? I think was Chambers Bay, which had all kinds of setup problems. Anyway, I thought I thought Joe Buck was was bad back then right and i i think if you look at the evolution i think he's become really good at golf he knows kind of how to step out of the way so i'm 
I'm not unhappy with, with Joe Buck. I thought I thought Joel Klatt in the post round interviews was was excellent in a situation which is generally really really awkward. You know, hey, tell me about that shot. Tell me about your round. I thought he did an excellent job. Uh, I mean, I, I'd honestly like to see more of Shane Bacon. I think he's excellent and brings a, a different perspective. Uh, Paul Azinger. That that to me is the weak link, and I'll just leave it at I mean, that. You know, Which is interesting, Tony, because everyone was saying, man, just get rid of Joe Buck and give me more Paul Azinger, which makes me think, do you think there would be a time or do you think this would work in golf, kind of like Monday Night Football did for a very short stint where they had, uh, was it Dennis Leary, the comedian that sat Dennis in Dennis Miller. Uh, Dennis wrong Miller, Dennis. Man. Sorry. Um, comedian. Yeah, do you think that there would be value in some person like that that knew golf enough but lighten it up, or do you think that the way? Well, I mean, golf that's that's kind work. of the Faraday role to a degree. That's kind of the McCord role. So, I mean, I think I think other networks have had success there. If you kind of look at that, it's a preference thing, right? I in that what is Azinger's chair? I like a guy like Nick Faldo, who's kind of in the moment and watching it with us. You know, he's like he's just living it like we are, and and I like that. Azinger, I think, was at times just sort of a guy who was saying words. How how about we uh, we do like a ten minute segment of my golf spy covering the coverage <laughs> of the US Open? <laughs> just see how how it is, is. Right? Oh yeah, he's got a squeaky bum over this part. Oh. Yeah, if you want to see how bad Joe Buck is, let us do a US yeah. Open next year. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't that. I wasn't that. Joe Buck is going to look real good, real fast. <laughs> exactly. The, the commentators the in general, this. I didn't have a problem with too much. The only problem I had is when they kept talking about Tiger's back when he was making bogeys. I was just like, he maybe just might not be swinging good or putting well. He might have pulled that putt. Just give it some time and just, as soon as he made birdies, oh, guess what? He's back. Like, I get mean, over that. Get off of that. People expect Tiger to play well no matter what just because he is who he is. I think they have a script. Well, he, did, he did win the Masters. Well, but it does, I mean, <laughs> he's still a golfer. Yeah. It's an easy game though, right? Yeah. Back to Faldo. Stay hot. With uh, Faldo, is there any better moment than when he put it? <laughs> When he oh, put his yeah. glasses on upside down. I want to say he did that on purpose, but you two, you two say different. Dude, I can't stop laughing when I watch that. <laughs> oh, look, there he is. Uh, <laughs> look at like that I clip. said, I, well, Paolo's I, genuine. He's in, he's in it with us. I love, I it. love and the that. way he takes them off. He like takes them off like he's disgusted with himself. Like, what, are, what am I doing? Like, threw him on the table. Oh, man. And Harry thinks he was doing it on purpose. He thinks it's an English thing. English people have some weird sense of humor, and they play it off like it's actually they made to do it. After hanging okay. around you, I, I'm, I'm trending towards thinking. You what's exactly. <laughs> you, you convinced us next. <laughs> well, talking about Tiger. Um, no. Let's not. <laughs> yeah, let's not be like every other media outlet and talk about Tiger when Seriously, you shouldn't talk yeah. about Tiger. Anybody did he Did he finish in the top five? <laughs> no. Next. Yeah. yeah, that 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 bet was a pretty easy bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is called Shot of the Truth, and this is where we get a chance to talk about some of the feedback we get from our readers and just give it to you straight, right? So we got a tweet uh, after our la uh, latest most wanted iron test. Mizuno had won the second one in a row. And cue the uh, tweet that says, basically, my golf spy, you must be taking money from Mizuno because they're all over the most wanted list, never even considering the fact that they could have God actually bid. They made good product, right? That they earned it. So yeah. uh, I think it would be best for us to explain this so everyone understands. My golf spy has existed for 10 years. 
we have never accepted a single dollar of advertising from any large golf manufacturer. That's Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, Ping, Cleveland, Nike, Srixon, and the list goes on. Mizuno. We do help Mizuno. <laughs> Bingo. Most important one for today. Um, the advertising we do take uh, is purposeful, meaning the only way we will accept an advertiser if they are a small, medium-sized company and that their products perform above average or the best in our testing. And we will never, ever accept advertising from any of those companies unless they do that. And the purpose for that is this. Those larger manufacturers have had decades to put their ads out in front of golfers, consumers. And the problem in today's time is if one of these smaller brands uh, perform really well in a test, they might be heard about one day and then they've forgotten about, right? So part of the way to level the playing field is to give more exposure to some of these brands that make product that perform as good as the leading brands that have been around for decades or most times better. Um, so that is our policy. And outside of that, Mizuno earned those and we have never accepted uh, ad dollars. And Tony will tell you that we have lost sponsors because of us telling the truth. And that's totally okay with us as well. Yeah, we had, we lost after a driver test several years ago where a sponsor finished dead fucking last. We lost that deal. No big whoop, it sucks. But like you said, we, we want to put products that perform in front of our readers. And if a product doesn't perform, we don't want that manufacturer kind of front and center. Uh, we had a situation last year where I think the product performed okay but the, uh, the testers didn't like it. They, they had some real issues with the way that it felt, sound and feel, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And we reported exactly what our testers, what real golfers said about the product, and we lost a sponsorship over that. So, you know, that, that's part of the deal. But like we say, it's, it's consumer first, then everyone else. And yeah. everyone is, includes our sponsors. So, hey, make yeah, a good product, and we'll tell your story, make garbage, and we don't watch out my golf spy anyway. Yeah, our number one thing is trust, right? So like uh, what we mean by that, it's kind of a circle of trust. We want you to buy products that perform well so you trust us more to tomorrow than you did today or yesterday. And I think we've had an incredible track record of the products that we, we like to say we back winners. And what I mean by that is we test products and the people that are shocked by those products sometimes, whether it's a Skechers shoe or a Kirkland golf ball, there has never been a single one of those that when golfers actually went out and bought those products and tested them, didn't come back and go, damn, you weren't lying. And it's a major risk for us to put ourselves on and our company on the line to say a Skechers is better than a FootJoy. No one else is out there doing that, you know? And if they were, they would get the same heat we did. But at the end of the day, we have to tell it like it is and tell you what the best products are. And that way you can make the most empowered, educated decision possible. And it comes with the territory too, you know, like Tony's bringing up this company that, that didn't perform well subjectively and performance wise, but this seems to happen a lot. And we were talking about it earlier, kind of questioning like, wh why? Like, is it just because it comes with the territory or is it like a society thing as a whole? It's a society, for sure. I mean, society has driven us that, down that path with social media, like you said. I think it's an age where people just don't trust experts. You know, they have a healthy bit of skepticism. But let's think about the leaders we have in our own country right now, you know? Like, they aren't people that are known for being trustworthy, right? And whether you like the people at the top or not, that has nothing to do with politics. It just has to do with 
the culture we live in right now. And it just it appears more in politics too. You see it in massive corporations that are you know like different companies. Who is it? Johnson and Johnson had something in their their baby powder. It was some some bad chemical in their baby powder, yep. and those kinds of things were being sold products that aren't always the 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 manufacturer isn't always telling the truth about it. Yeah, and we appreciate the skepticism, but at this point, after 10 years... Just take our word for it. <laughs> please, just take our word for it. I mean, there's no one standing behind us in line going, yeah, we want the job of my gospel where we don't take any money, which is what our competition does from all the major manufacturers, which keeps their lights on, and, oh, test the product way more in depth. Um, there's just nobody else out there doing it, uh, so we just wish people would trust that a little bit more. Um, so... Anyway, back you to the fact. You can come down to the facility anytime, and we would love to show you our testing methodologies as well. That's true, right? Open door policy at the facility. Come on in. I'll show you how we do things. Yeah, our test facility is based in Yorktown, Virginia, and it's uh, pretty much open 7 to 7, five days a week, and there is open door, meaning you literally people just, readers drive up randomly without even telling us, pop in and uh, check out how we test. So yeah, it's pretty we'd love cool. to have you. All right, let's talk new releases. Titleist irons. Here. All right, one word. What do you think of that? Can I get two words? Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? You can't beat Star Wars. He's you can't boss. beat Star Wars. So let's I just stop nothing. there. I don't even know what to say. It's... Star Wars. Look at that. I want to say fidget spinner in the middle. <laughs> like, what is that? That's a the new, for everybody that's seeing these for the first time. That's the Titleist T two hundred and Titleist T three hundred, and that is a big departure from most of anything you've ever seen from Titleist minus a triangle driver. So, Tony, which which never happened, which never <laughs> happened, <laughs> if you ask Titleist, what is this? What are they looking at? And what's going on? Why the big change? So it's. Uh, who knows? I guess I guess we'll find out. But so we're dealing with Titleist Monday has become a thing. All right, this is I think three weeks in a row or three out of the last four. I'd have to go back and check. But they did the hybrids and the utility irons last week. Was the T100, which is an AP2 replacement. This week T200, T300, which I'm told the T200. This is unconfirmed, but I'm told T200 is the AP3 replacement. So that's kind of the the players' distance iron in the Titleist lineup. And the, the T300, I've been told, did I get my numbers mixed up? Anyway, T300, 200 is AP3, 300, I'm told, is kind of this mashup concept between the, the TMB and the AP1, so sort of game improvement distance-ish kind of thing, but, I mean, clearly rebranding massive overhaul for Titleist for sure. All right, so they look different, obviously. What the hell is going on? In the iron in those in that location where the fidget spinner and yeah is that a, is that adjustable weight where you can make the it's max impact. a little bit back and max down impact so what does max impact mean for every golfer out there that wants to know well titleist isn't saying yet so i don't oh. know right you gotta name it we're, we're gonna right? assume they've embargoed problem. the max impact <laughs> <laughs> no i mean this is like this is how they do it right we're gonna show you pictures we're gonna make sure they're they're pretty pictures because the stuff that leaked a couple of weeks ago, it looks like ass. Makes the iron looks like look like ass. Nobody wants that iron because of that bad picture. So let's let's release the good stuff without telling the whole story. Um, but if you look, both irons hint at a technology labeled Max Impact. Given what they did with the driver lineup, speed is probably the safe assumption. Uh, 
there's a part of me that's hoping that maybe it means that these irons are going to have the maximum impact and i mean that a good way on your score so they're going to not make you hit it farther they're going to help you shoot lower scores maybe i I said in the article it, it speaks to the maximum impact left on the green when the ball descends at an appropriate angle at an appropriate angle with a reasonable amount of spin uh stuff we don't see in iron marketing so 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 maybe just maybe this will be something other than distance but but it's probably distance what'd you say fam i'm starting to buy into this word max impact you like max impact on the green max impact on your ball speed those irons might be for you then i'm ready to go maximum impact hopefully on the scorecard otherwise What's yeah, let's point? face it. You have to you have to hit in the right direction first before that max impact can Seriously. actually take effect. Tony, is there going to be anything inside the head? I I don't know. Maybe there'll be a story. They like said one of them, like the the T three hundred. I've told mashup MB and uh, and AP one, but we haven't seen the T four hundred yet. So it's possible that's what that yeah, one is. So there's a, a T four hundred that's super top secret yet. That's <laughs> I expect going to be more of that game improvement iron that Titleist has never really had, like a true game improvement, maybe even super game improvement, maybe hollow body, because none of what we're seeing here with 100, 200, or 300 looks like that that hollow body that everybody has in the lineup. So All right. On a scale determined, of 0 to 10, scale of zero to 10 how do you think these will do versus other Titleist irons in the same category? So previous one, the AP series versus this where do you put an ap and where do you put this i mean the ap's have always done okay i mean not, nothing spectacular that's nothing the best really word bad. to describe an ap at this point isn't it yeah and that's the thing is like they trend line what's yeah. that yeah it's trending downwards it's, they were trending downwards. Trend line. Mm-hmm. yeah so they're trending downwards right so you need maximum impact if you want to trend upwards right yeah. maximum market impact there you go so nice. there's probably a lot of things going on with this max impact thing. All right. So now we have a full lineup of drivers now, right? We've got the TS1, TS2, TS3, TS4. And for yeah, irons, four. we have a same thing, right? T100 yeah. to T400. Um, so 400 not out yet, but it's coming. And, and if, you, if you really want to stick to this theme of four, right? Two hybrids, two utilities. Four. Four options there, too. Yeah. Like even well, numbers. That's two, that's two plus two. That's four. Figured that out. I'm learning on every day. Oh boy, higher math. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna jump off that real quick and get on to something that is as as polarizing as you can get in the world that is outside and of golf. That and is stupid. Surprising I love this to me that it's so category. polarizing, though. What's that? It's surprising to me that it's so polarizing. Why? It's when 2019. You're dealing, with, you're dealing with the golf demographic, man. Right, Wake well, tell up. Them, tell them what we're talking about. Tell them what we're talking about. We're talking about, we, we po- uh, posted a question. Do you listen to music while you play golf? Harry's licking his chops. I think all together on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, we probably had close to seven to 10,000 votes. 50-50. Like dead split right down the Can't middle, right? But... I think it's trending up. I think this is a good thing, right? Music is a part of everybody's life and almost every other form of life. Why not golf? And I think because it's against the rules. (laughs) Okay, your golf games against the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years, ten years ago, though, if we would have taken ten years ago, if we would have done this poll, I would have been completely opposite. How many golfers listen to music on the golf course? What do you think the number? Ninety-nine point nine percent say no. Yeah, I say ninety-five-five, maybe because there was one guy I knew named Vance that 
had the, what did you have cassette, cassette no player? i had this little thing called the baby boom it was like this little miniature so stereo like system. ipod mini into it no i don't know how he did it but it played music hey played music and he was the only guy i'd ever heard of that ever played well, music now. but he also was the only guy that i've ever seen jump into a pond with a sparkler sticking out of his butt for july 4th so <laughs> Okay. That was the one guy that played music back then. Now, a lot of people are playing music. They, they're building golf carts with speakers in them. The new, and we TVs. just got new golf carts can, at the club. You can actually... Don't tell the older demographic this, man. I'm just saying... We, Against we, the rules! Dude, we test trends, and you're part of my golf spy, and this is a trend. Last like, year, it, like, it, like it or not, this is, this is happening. Last year, a guy got so pissed that he said he was going to bring his gun onto the golf course... Yeah, <laughs> and use it against anyone that was playing music on the course. America. That's unnecessary. <laughs> so you listen to music on the course, right? If I don't have music, this is—it's a not fun day. Okay, you listen to music. I listen to music you, if yeah. I play golf. Stan, Tony, do, you, do you enter scores on days you listen to music? Uh, actually, I don't enter any scores. I need I'm to keep one my of those handi- guys. I, I I need to keep my handicap as close to zero as I can, so I don't put. I let the club do that. You know, tournament rounds, things like that. Sandbaggers getting you. I look, so the so sandbaggers are getting me hard, man. Here's here's the thing: is tournament settings. I I believe you shouldn't have music because it's tournament settings. God, I'd love to, dude. If you're if you you go out with your buddies, you get shit faced. <laughs> Why not have some music? Like you can drink on the golf course, which technically is out of protocol for when it when it first came about when when golf kit first came about like no one drank and unless it was before actually no i don't, I I don't know that there's a rule against drinking on the golf course though so no there fine. isn't but but you're saying tony that there's a rule against speakers and just four dudes going out to play golf rounds if you're going to enter a score yes yes oh, but well, you're not you're... going to enter a score yeah, if you're, you're just around for yeah. your buddies well that's the thing right if it's so, and that's always the defining line, right? Is people forget that that some people play golf for fun. Wait, and that means don't that my give handicap a kid be about their than scores or just out having understand. a good time rather than to post a number and or, or whatever. So yeah, I mean, God, I am certainly not going to be the guy that's like, I'm putting a score today. We're not listening to music. I'm not going to be that guy. I've played with you. You're. I think you might say that to somebody. No way. Yeah. I would if. You know, I was in this tournament a couple weeks ago. If I could have played music during the round, I would have loved to. I'm the one argument I can see is that people that are playing on another hole when they say, "Listen, play music all you want. I just don't want to hear it." Right? Yeah, I can kind of understand. Yeah, that I, I, I get that, but a lot of the people out there, a lot of the golfers out there, are actually just, including Tony's dog. <laughs> a lot of them are just playing, and you can you can't hear it. On the, on, on the other hole you're listening to it whilst you're in the car and then if you're driving next to your ball your ball is next to the car well here's why we're bringing this up so we actually test speakers for golf right. uh, we have hard good testing which is golf clubs drivers down to putters and we also have soft goods which is everything from umbrellas to shoes to golf speakers mm-hmm. and last year I think was the second year we tested speakers first year was last first year first year we tested speakers was last year and I don't think people grasp how uh, polarizing that was going to be in the reader <laughs> the, section. The comments people went blew. nuts. People Insane. went nuts it over brilliant. a golf speaker. Guys threatening with guns. I mean, it got crazy, right? It got bad. So this year we're going to test speakers again. 
This year we're going to test speakers again, but before we do that, you're testing them next week? Uh, not next week. Uh, it's it's coming up. A couple weeks, it's coming right? Up, yeah. All right. So last year, for those that do want to listen to music on the golf course, give them two options for the best there is out there, meaning money is no object. Here's the best golf speaker there is and why. And then what is a good bang for the buck, like best value you can buy for a golf uh, So the, the best speaker last year was the UE Boom um, Ultimate Ears. Um, it fits in a cup holder. It's 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 so good. I mean the the quality of the sound. I mean you've you've snagged that um, that one. We missed that dearly in our in our studio. I was using it maybe yesterday. <laughs> it's it's one of those ones where it will fit in a cup holder. Um, just it's a bigger version of it, but it's it, the quality of the sound is so good and it has a on say that word omnidirectional omni omnidirectional. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, 360 surround sound. The English basically. guy is struggling with English. Yeah, this yeah. is American English. This is not the same. Yeah, so omnidirectional <laughs> for those that don't know. Basically, there are different types of speakers. Ones that are flat face Correct. front. Imagine that, like a amp caddy, which yep. is kind of flat. And then you've got a UE Boom Ultimate Ears, which is basically round. So if you are listening to a flat speaker and you're not, and you don't happen to be directly in front of it, you're not going to hear the sound as well as you would standing behind it right with um, omnidirectional the yep. sound quality is the same 360 degrees which when you're doing the testing makes a quite it a makes big a difference. huge difference um and also just throw out there the the connectivity if you're if you're a golfer that has a phone on them at all times and it's car path only um and it's, you say you go 12 12 yards to the to your ball some don't pick up that far ultimate ears has a big uh, has a f- long distance. That's true. I know that because when I leave the driveway and go to the pool and start to pull back in, yep. the speaker starts to play again. <laughs> and I'm... Yeah, there's, there's some out there that literally only go a couple of yards, which is kind yeah. of shocking, to be yeah. honest. So but that's his, a great one. But a great value option is Puma, the Sound Chuck. That was one of the ones... Uh, is that the one that like has the little thing? It's yeah, yeah, it's got a clip and a little yeah. string, um, and then it's got... Um, the speaker hanging down from it. It's it's one of the ones that I can't remember the price, so don't quote me on the price. But I want to say it was twenty five bucks. And I think it was yeah. So you've got that. The ultimate ears like three hundred, right? Yeah, ultimate yeah. ears is obviously the holy grail of speakers. It's kind of a Bose golf speaker, but I even say better. Better than Bose. Yeah, yeah, but if you're a walker, that's perfect. You can just strap it to your bag and you could yeah so sam bring have that great point so sam brings up a good point the ultimate ears is not the speaker they do make a smaller version but the one we're referring to is big it's heavy it's perfect for a cart but it is not something you're going to want to put in your bag the puma sound chuck is awesome it's got a clip if you ride in the cart you can clip it in the cart if you ride on your you know you want to walk you can clip it on your stand bag it's multi-functional and uh Good quality sound for a cheaper speaker. But I uh, I do have my segment called Deep Tips. Okay, this is a new section. Oh boy. <laughs> and the deep tip for today is bigger is not always better. Ooh. Yeah, think that think let that sink uh, in. <laughs> basically we're talking about speakers. <laughs> basically what we're think we're talking about is if if you have a huge speaker that doesn't fit in a cup holder which 90 percent of the time does if you ride a car um you're going to put it into uh the front pockets or whatever it just gets rattled around and then the clarity the clarity of the, the sound goes away um or you throw it in the back of the car uh, in that little basket area um 
you 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 want a one that will fit in that cup holder because it's it's solid, it's secure. Um, the sounds right in front of you. Sound is right there, but it's obviously surround sound. So that you got the three sixty ones that perform better in that cut. Biggest ones are not always better. That is true, and they're for different purposes, right? Correct. If you know, if you what, know what I I'm mean. Saying. So the ultimate so here. We're still talking about speakers. Yes. Okay. Are you still talking about speakers? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Harry's deep tip. And before we get off of that, we're going straight to the new segment for Sam Robinson over here. It's called Sam Swipes Right. He might be off tender, but that doesn't mean his thumb and index finger ain't still swiping right. We always My swipe right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Sam is uh, becoming very proficient in modern golfer movement, I would say. And the changes, the kinesiology of the body, how it works yeah. with the swing, and Sam's a uh, always working on that round the clock pretty much. If it's not here in our facility, he's traveling to places like PFS Golf, uh, which are the experts in this, I think, in the golf industry. And for those of you who have never heard of PFS Golf, I recommend definitely looking them up. Uh, they train a lot of pros on the PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, up and coming Tony's tours. favorite, Ryan O'Toole. She oh, Ryan. Them. Ryan's yep. awesome. Yeah. So um, they pretty much have taken, you know, back in the day, people were always wondered, oh, here's how you draw a ball. Here's how you slice, you know, fade a ball. And when we got launch monitors, that changed because we had all this data coming in to be able to go up. Oh, actually, that's not true. This is how it happens, right? Whoops. So now the same thing is happening with the swing. And, you know, for the average golfer out there, you would go, you would think it was crazy for Tiger Woods and, you know, Gary Woodland to be changing their swing. Why would they do that? They're pro golfers. But this is what people are seeing out here. And Sam is swiping right on what is called early extension. And for those of you who don't know what that is, you, if you have, if you don't know what it is, you've probably seen it and just didn't know what it was. Or you do it and you don't even realize that you do. Yes. Yeah, so it's Sam... What is this, meaning who is doing this on tour, and can we show them what this actually means and then tell them why that they should try to do it themselves? Yeah, so, you know, you, the, actually a lot of the swing coaches these days, you'll see photos of a lot of the old guys like Ben Hogan, and these guys didn't early extend. A lot of them didn't early extend, but we're just now understanding the anatomy behind it. Um, but guys like Alex Norton and Tiger Woods, they're all trying to maintain club face stability through impact. If I was going to tell you, do you want to throw your hands down and let the club flip through impact, or do you want to maintain, you want it to go really straight, you'd say you want to, you want it to go very yeah, straight. Yeah, basically what impact. you mean by that is for the average golfer out there that's going, what the hell is he talking about? You're going, do you want to be like the feel guy, the handsy guy, or do you want to be a guy that stays on path for a lot longer? Do you longer want to be that a human way? robot? How do you become your best human robot is what we always tell everybody in our facility, right? Something that you can repeat over and over and over. And the simpler your swing and the less variables you have and the less you in the more you stay on path square, mm -hmm. the easier that is so that when you make a small mistake, you don't have to pay for it as much, right? Exactly. So that's and, what this is about, correct? And those, those guys on tour, they, they miss so small and they, because of things like this where they can maintain that stability through impact. So, you know, Matt, can you roll the clip? You, you can see Alex Norton here. This is kind of a, this guy's gotten kind of famous for his pre-shot routines. He's really, really exaggerating that hip rotation. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to eliminate what in golf terms, they call it goat humping um, through impact. A lot of golfers at, at various levels, Harry is me. an incredible yeah. athlete, but we'll take videos of his swing and he does it just the same. 
they they kind of hump the ball. They extend and they throw their hands down. And what that generates is some inconsistencies in how the club face comes through impact. So I mean, it's that, not square as long. Yeah, right. That, that's exactly. why if I if my timing's not correct, I'm either getting stuck, and the only way I can do is flip it, and mm-hmm. I get that little duck hook, or I get that big block out. To well, the I guess right. for yeah. a visual, if you're thinking about a road, right, and wanting to drive straight down that road for as long as possible, if you can stay as straight down that road as possible, that's the best you can do, right? But if you're swerving back and forth and all over the road. This is kind of the new version of that. It's the ability to stay straight down the road for as long as you can. Exactly. I mean, look at Gary, Gary Woodland just won the U.S. Open yesterday, and he is one of the kings of this. What we're looking for here is where his spine is still in tilt, so he's not standing straight up, and we can see both butt cheeks are extended. And all that all that's doing is you can watch. There's a video floating around somewhere. You can watch his club face coming through to impact, and it just comes in hits the ball, and just stays straight. All right, so what the average golfer would look like. So this, to most people that are seeing Gary Woodland that just won the U.S. Open, this is what you would consider perfect example of what you're talking about, right? But the average golfer, if you're going, well, I look like that. No, you don't. The average (laughs) golfer is standing straight up, right? Yeah, Matt, you want to pull up that that last picture there? This is a good comparison. Um, No, shit. The one where there's the two, yeah, there you go. There you go. So the one so on the right. The one on the right is his setup, and the other, and the one. On, I'm sorry, the one on the left is his setup. The one on the right is him at impact. You can that's, see how his butt, he's he's humping the ball. That's me. That's yeah. exactly me. Yeah, and it's a product of a bunch of different things in your golf swing, but trying to get your butt back and to stay rotated is a really good way to improve your impact conditions. All right. So the other day you were working with Harry and I on this in the mm-hmm. facility, right? And you were taking pictures of me as well and Harry. And I swear that I'm not doing it. You know, it doesn't feel like you're doing it. And you take a picture and you go, man. Yeah, it's ugly. It's so ugly, right? It does not look like Gary Woodland. Right. And it's so hard for somebody like me. And granted, I'm 43 and I'm I'm still in decent shape. I, I feel like I should still be able to get in that position. So for somebody like me that doesn't, you know, stretch every day and play golf every day, how do you get them from that? to at least starting to get to where they look like a Gary Woodland, which is what you think to be the better position nowadays for how you should be swinging. Yeah, so the first thing is, you know, got to get off your butt and you got to work. You got, you know, golf isn't about just hitting balls. It's about a, you know, you have to take care of your body off the golf course too. So things like yoga, working out in the gym, going to PFS and learning about how how to better move. Those kinds of things are going to help your, when you go to train, to help your body make those movements, but also there's easy drills you can do at home. Um, Matt, that picture you pulled up before this one, the guy with the chair, this is a really good drill you can do at the driving range if there's a chair around, or replace the chair with a wall. You know, put your arms across your chest and make rotations back like a backswing and then make rotations through while trying to keep your butt on that chair. So this will keep you from goat humping if you can keep your butt on the chair. Theoretically, yes. It takes a long time. I was a big early extender in college. I've been working for years. I've been doing that drill for a long time. And it's but let's, let's, let's actually cover where you've gotten. I mean, you have totally changed your swing. Yeah. You were a goat humper. You're not anymore. You've gained how many miles per hour, too, by going to PFS on your sw- swing speed? So I started, I want to say, when I came right out of college, I was like 106, 107. And now I can float, you know, 118, probably 116 is my average. So you've gained 10, 12 miles an hour on your swing speed, and that's not through anything other than just getting more proficient with flexibility mm-hmm. and movements like this. Would you, exactly. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I haven't gained any weight. Uh, I, I've, I've changed some of the equipment that I've had, but that's not going to theoretically change my club hit speed that much. Yeah. I'm so, so what further. you're saying is that I can't just, if, if I don't feel like stretching or going to the gym or learning about this shit, I can't just buy a new driver and be good? <laughs> I wish I wish that was the case, but uh, you know, we, we all know that it's not just the well, think, arrow, it's the Indian and the arrow. But think about this. like Golfers logically just think that they can buy a game, mm-hmm. right? What I just said is that you gain 12 miles per hour on your swing speed. If I could tell a golfer that a driver would give them 12 mile an hour on a swing speed, they would go out and buy it yesterday, right? Yeah. But if I told them they had to actually do a little work to get 12 miles an hour, very few of them would do it. But it's a, it can happen. I can, I mean, I can order it. a new driver in 25 seconds, bro. And, and I, then, bro. I think, I think the one, big one, here. One click buying. Be here <laughs> tomorrow. Sorry. But I've watched Sam do this, man. I mean, it's been impressive. And he has worked hard at it, but it's not like it's been, you know, you're not digging ditches out there in a summer job. I mean, you're still, you're not putting in 40 hours a week doing this. You have to be dedicated enough to change the fundamentals of your swing. And if you're not dedicated, then just carry on goat hunting because you're never going to get anywhere. And I think the big takeaway here is don't invest in, don't always invest in equipment, but invest in yourself. Golf is a game that you can play for years, and I suffered from a lot of low back pain. A lot of golfers suffer from a lot of low back pain. It comes from early extension. Actually, I when you first started working here, and I was like, this guy's going to kill his back, you know. And then you started coming in with back problems. You could see what it was. It well, was, he was carrying his back too. That's true. <laughs> now we're pushing it. But now that you've changed your swing like this, would you agree that your back pain has pretty much remedied itself? I. I left college and I was like, I guess I'm just going to play with low back pain. My left hip always hurt for the rest of my life. And then I, I came across PFS and I started investing in, in my health off of the golf course and it changed forever. You know, I'm, I'm out there still able to compete, hitting the golf ball far than I ever have. But well, here's the thing is, sorry to cut you off, but here's the thing is golfers, you're, you're not going to get better just by doing this after one week. No. It's taken you years to do it's it. Patience. I've and just I still started, haven't fully hit it either. I've just started to try and do it. I know I'm going to get worse before I get better. Yeah. Um, and that's the risk you have to take to get to get where you want. But it's been impressive. And, you know, I hear Tony sometimes. He pulls his back and he's laid up for three or four days. And, you know, I think it's a lot of it is the golf swing. There is nothing more frustrating than being forced out of your sport even when you may have, may injure yourself doing the sport that you love playing or even another one or something else, but taking, like I said, taking care of your body off the golf course, stretching before and after every round, you know, eating the right things, taking care of your body will increase your longevity. And I think overall it will make you play more fun golf. Nobody likes to walk down the eighth fairway like, oh man, my back's hurting so bad. I can't even finish. All right. Well, let's get to real life though. Tony and I have kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a whole lot of spare time for us to be doing this. So for somebody like Tony and myself, what is the one thing that I should be doing if I had a very limited amount of time and I wanted to change my ability to play golf longer and enjoy it more? I think if you could find 15 to 20 minutes to move intentionally every day, so is it, whether it be stretching or yoga or just moving around you know pfs they they're very um i would call them primal guys where they're all about like getting down on the floor and moving around getting your hips open getting your shoulders open and things like that it doesn't take very long but if you can do it for a short period of time every day that's small changes over a long period of time will make big results all right well that's it sam swipes right on early extension and uh we're out